Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 221 of The Body Nerd Show. And on today's episode, I'm talking about the surprising potential benefits of acetaminophen, including how it can slow age-related muscle loss and boost muscle growth in older adults with exercise, and why a small dose may even have a neuroprotective effect when it comes to Alzheimer's. One of my favorite things about being a body nerd and having this podcast is sharing nerdy discoveries with my other fellow nerds like yourself. And when friend of the show and esthetician Sybil Solon, who's been on the show a number of times, sent me this study on Tylenol that looked into the uses beyond just pain and fever reduction, I was definitely interested. So the study was published in 2011 in the journal Frontiers in Pharmacology. And again, looking at acetaminophen, how else can we use it? And acetaminophen is a common ingredient in many medicines, including prescription, over-the-counter. In fact, in the U.S., there's over 235 approved products that contain it. And when it's used correctly, it's totally safe and effective for relieving pain, for reducing fever. Besides its well-known uses, recent studies have shown that acetaminophen may also have positive effects on blood sugar levels, on muscle function, and could even potentially be helpful for heart and brain protection. So let's talk about it. And if you're like, what is acetaminophen? It's called paracetamol in Europe and most of the rest of the world. But here in the US and in Japan, we call it acetaminophen. Over the counter as a fever reducer, you may have seen it marketed as Tylenol, Excedrin, Feverol. It is also a pain reliever that's called analgesic. The fever reducing is called antipyretic. It was introduced into medical practice under the name antifebrin by Kane and Hepp in 1886, but at the time, it was highly toxic. It was actually first prepared in 1878 by an individual named H.N. Morse, but it wasn't until 1887 that clinical pharmacologist Joseph von Meering tried paracetamol on humans. And concerns about paracetamol safety delayed its widespread acceptance until the 1970s. But in the 1980s, paracetamol sales exceeded those of aspirin in many countries, including the United Kingdom. Now, as with most substances or possibly all substances, right, the dose is dependent on the toxicity. So high doses can be extremely toxic and induce liver damage. But when taken appropriately, there can be benefits. Now, this I found to be the most interesting part of all the research for today's episode is that scientists still don't really have a clear understanding of how acetaminophen works in the body. It's everywhere, right? There's tons of products that have it, but we don't fully understand how, you know, this to this to this to this, how it functions. But in part of these studies and part of trying to understand what's happening, scientists have also started looking at off-label uses. And I'm going to link in the show notes a study that I highly recommend you check out if any of this interests you and the study that I read for today's episode. 
So one of the things research has found is that acetaminophen can improve the structure and function of skeletal muscles as we age. And the way this works is because it reduces oxidative stress on the muscle cells, which then in turn decreases cell damage, which actually improves the ability of the muscle proteins involved in muscle contraction. So we talked all about muscle contraction and how muscles worked in our last episode. So if you're like, wait, how would that even function? Go listen to episode 220. But I think that's really interesting that by reducing oxidative stress, we can reduce cell damage, and then the muscle proteins can actually do their job better. Acetaminophen has also been found to increase muscle growth with exercise in older adults when compared to a placebo. So in this study, they had, again, people who were not taking acetaminophen and those who were, and then they were looking at the muscle growth. And in the group that was taking acetaminophen, they had an increase in muscle growth. Now, as with all science, right, this doesn't mean this is going to be the same case for all people across every single scenario, but it's really super fascinating, even in these smaller studies, that that's even a possibility. Interestingly, too, with this study as well, the effect of acetaminophen and exercise type and combination appear to be dependent on the exercise type. So it's not the same if you are doing cardiovascular training or like cardio versus strength training. And we know this to be true because acetaminophen has been reported to suppress the protein synthesis response in skeletal muscle after eccentric resistance exercise. So after weight training, if you're constantly popping acetaminophen or Tylenol because of pain, it's actually dampening that muscle growth, that muscle strengthening that's happening. So you're almost undoing your exercise But interesting, right, in older population, it can be helpful. So like today's episode is all just like, wow, did you know? Am I recommending that you just like, well, obviously I should go out and like try this right away. No, I'm not at all. I just think it's really fascinating that this one substance that is everywhere, no big deal, could have these off-label uses and alternate uses that may be beneficial down the line. The number one question I get within the comments and my DMs and my emails is, I have this issue, what should I do for it? And I get when you've tried icing and you've tried stretching and they're not really working, you probably are looking for a simple program that you can do on your own that actually works. And that's exactly why I put together the Mobility Mastery Toolkit. The toolkit includes 30 days of exercises so you know exactly what to do to improve the mobility of your hips, your lower back, your feet, your neck, and your shoulders. Plus, it comes with video demos for every single exercise and a full body mobility workout calendar so you can check it off. And again, you don't have to think about what to do. You just get it done. And with all of those resources, you're just 15 minutes a day from feeling stronger and more flexible. As a Body Nerd Show listener, you can save 50% off when you use the code MASTERY at mobilitytoolkit.co. That's right. Use the code MASTERY, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y, at mobilitytoolkit.co. And then keep me posted how it goes. So this growth in muscle for older populations when compared to the placebo it's most likely associated with an increase in the protein expression within the muscle. So now that, you know, as you age, there are changes that happen to the muscle and the acetaminophen can help to kind of damper some of that. 
Now, the dosage is not what you would expect. So remember, too much acetaminophen, of course, is going to be toxic. But in this study, they were looking at 30 milligrams per kilogram body weight. So that's roughly a single dose of children's Tylenol for a 160-pound adult a day. So way less than your normal dosage. And I found this to be super interesting because if there was a way to reduce the normal muscle aging that happens, that would be amazing. Sarcopenia is the medical term that's used to describe the gradual and age-related loss of muscle mass, of muscle strength, of muscle function. And it's normal, but that can impact your overall quality of life and ability to get around, right? If your muscles have wasted away to the point of getting up and out of your chair is difficult, that's really going to decrease your ability to get around your space to take care of yourself. Of course, regular exercise and a diet that's high in protein can help prevent or even manage sarcopenia. But if there was a way to boost that, it would be super helpful for so many people. And in addition to the muscle aging that I shared, acetaminophen has also been found to have a cardioprotective and neuroprotective properties. So imagine having a heart attack, but it's not as damaging. Or if there was a way to protect against Alzheimer's. Of course, there's extensive laboratory and preclinical studies that have revealed that these off-label applications that we're talking about today may come from the ability of acetaminophen to function as an antioxidant. So this is all early days. The exercise studies that I shared were small groups, and they did four weeks of a very specific exercise. So they only did knee extension. And I'm not saying, again, that this is like, well, obviously, we should all be running out and taking children's title every day, and like, that's the fix. I'm not a fool. You're not a fool, right? We know that the body is so much more complex than a quick fix. But as a body nerd, it's fascinating, right? That there are these not even cures, but things out there that may be helpful that we don't even understand yet. And I think to me, that's the most alluring part of this all is that there's so much we don't understand about the human body. And there's just so much more to discover, you know, as a body nerd, I find it fascinating. So I'd love to hear what you think. And if you have any more questions about today's episode, more questions about the studies. So remember, all the show notes and the studies I used in today's episode are listed at aewellness.com slash podcast. But I'd also love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at Hala for Mala. You can find me on TikTok at aewellness. You can leave me an email, hello at aewellness.com. Let me know what you're thinking about today's episode, what your biggest takeaway was. Like, let's just talk about this because I need to talk about this with more people. So please, 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 please. And again, show notes, including all the research studies mentioned today's episode, live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And I'm going to ask again because I ask every time because it really actually does matter. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for your reviews on whatever podcast platform you're listening. Just tap that five-star button. If it's not five stars, you don't have to. <laughs> or just share today's episode with somebody who also, like you, is a nerd and wants to learn more about the body and just nerds out on these awesome new findings the scientists are discovering. So you know the drill. I appreciate you. I'm so glad you're here. And thank you. So here's asking better questions, moving more, reading research studies that have the potential to change how we do things, and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next time. Pain 
stops you in your tracks. And body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.